Uh, where do we want to go here from here? You want me to talk about Sakugan, I guess? Sure. She's still a little shit. <laughs> yeah, but in different ways this time. Mm-hmm. You know, last time was just her being like super rebellious, not listening to her dad and everything. But this time was just her being a massive cock blocker. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say start smoking cigarettes and graffitiing walls. No, no, no. Hello, welcome into Anime Plus, episode 55. My name is Alex, I'm Sparky 3. Hopefully you're having an incredible day today. Whatever day you are listening or perhaps watching this podcast over our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Sparky3. Just like on the video, subscribe to the channel, be a friend, tell a friend. You are watching or listening. As always, I got my guy Zach in here. Zach, who of which uh, is been enjoying a nice, well-earned day off today after multiple days of work. Zach, how are you feeling today? I'm doing good. Can't complain. Now. 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 Yeah, yeah. now. <laughs> Uh, still no Josh. I I have no idea when the guy's coming back. I really don't. Uh, he's had a very beefy work schedule recently, as well as some other personal things that have popped up. He'll come back eventually. When he does, eh, he'll be here. You'll know it. Uh, so our normal gist today, Yashihime, uh, Sakugan 86, Taka, Platinum Man, Dragon Quest, One Piece. Uh, not One Piece, sorry. Uh, and then no Demon Slayer, because Demon Slayer was on a break this week. Uh, episode, I think it's going to be four, comes out on the 7th. I feel like this new season Demon Slayer is taking a lot of breaks. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the first break, and it feels like it's been taking a lot of breaks. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, I mean, we're only a few weeks away from, uh, you know, the actual true season two starting, which, which is the Entertainment District arc, so looking forward to that. Uh, if you could go follow us on Twitter at Anime Podcast, we'd appreciate that follow as well. We would also appreciate if you check out like our other shows, like Lighthearted Gamers, a terrible football show, and talking about movies and stuff. Uh, lastly, if you want to support us further, the Patreon is a great way to do so, but don't feel obligated. Just uh, be a friend, tell a friend that you're watching. But hey, if you want to help us out a little bit further, the Patreon is a great way to do so. Shout out to Andy, our Tier One patron. Uh, before we jump into our anime talks, Zach, anything on your mind, uh, anime related that's not on the script or just not anime related at all that you want to chat about? Um, how do you feel about Chris Pratt being Garfield? You know, I don't have a lot of strong opinions on that, but what I do enjoy is right after that news came out, everyone started putting out fake castings of Chris Pratt voicing everybody. And I thought those were hilarious. See, my favorite were the crossovers of um, Mario Field. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, Chris Pratt's taking over the animation of films. Basically. Apparently. And, and, you know, also from some of the memes I saw, like video games, because Chris Pratt is now the, the new voice of Master Chief, for example. Oh, you I didn't know, know that. I mean, not really, obviously, but it's just like a long list of memes that people were making where it's like Chris Pratt's voicing this character, and it's a female character. It's like Chris Pratt's voicing this video game character now. Like, it was such a long list of Chris Pratt voicing everyone. <laughs> like, I think there was one where it's like Chris Pratt's vo- voicing Link. I'm like, okay, you know, he doesn't talk, but okay. For anyone who remembers Chris Pratt just being a secondary character in Parks and Rec, and now he's film star animation voiceover actor, all this fun stuff now. Come a long way. Yeah. It, it's always funny to see where some of these actors kind of start because it's kind of like, you know, Paul Rudd, one of his earliest roles is Halloween 6, Curse mm-hmm. of Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. And not a great portrayal 
of by Paul Rudd up front. I'm a Halloween fan. I, I you know I love Halloween to death, but that he did not do a great job in that movie as Tommy Doyle. And yeah, it's one of those things that I'm sure if you watched that movie when it came out, you, and someone said, "Yeah, that guy right there, you know, he's probably going to be a superstar," you would never believe that shit. And now here he is. To be fair, a lot of Paul Rudd's roles aren't the greatest, but it's his character stuck out enough that people recognize him and remember yeah, him. Right. Until he's gotten some of his bigger roles in the last decade or so. Yeah. Um, it, Eternals is about to come out tomorrow. Yep. Uh, I wanted to check that out. I also saw that uh, Spider-Man No Way Home's runtime was leaked. Did you see that? Yes. I also saw that it got pushed back to February for the Philippines. Yeah, for the Philippines. That's what it was. Freaking rip. But they did get Venom 2 earlier now. He <laughs> got something. He <laughs> got something. But yeah, I think the runtime's what, 240? Yeah. It's going to be a good, beefy movie. I'm looking forward to it. I've also been seeing a lot more of like set leaks and shit, uh, which is just further pushing the the narrative that we know. That's just like, it's one of those things that it's so obvious at this point of who is in the movie. And Sony's just like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, they're not in here. I mean, Sony sticks for the guns. They but do. Every fan's trying to make some fake trailer to go, hey, this is what's happening. Everyone going, is this real? Is it not? Because they all want to believe it, but it's not. Right. And to even add some more fuel to that fire where it's like, okay, yeah, I mean, it just makes sense that this is a thing, is that we already knew Jamie Foxx was coming back to be Electro. And uh, from the original, from the trailer that came out, there was one particular character that kind of like slashed it like a shadow, and people thought it was the lizard. And that is confirmed to be the lizard because there was a recent um, article posted in like a, like a newspaper or, or a magazine or something up in New York. And it actually name drops the lizard by this same person who I don't, I don't know if his oh, fucking cool. name, but the same guy from Amazing Spider Man one. So I mean, you got both the Amazing Spider Man villains. You have two of the, you know, you have three of the spot of the Spider Man original trilogy villains because that same magazine also did name drop uh, Thomas Hayden Church. I think's his name who played mm-hmm. Sandman in three. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Sandman's in it, which we already could, we already could see that very clearly yeah. from the trailer. I at least appreciate Marvel Studios instead of just recasting these roles, they at least reached out to each of the actors first, yeah, and recast them if they wanted it. But big F in the chat for the guy that played Venom in Spider Man Three, right? But he wasn't that great anyway. So. No, he wasn't. <laughs> we got a better actor out of it. That's true. Who we did. really wants some Spider Man booty. That's that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to hear our thoughts on that, you can check out our review of Venom. Let there be carnage on talking about movies and stuff. Bingo! Like the plug. I don't know. When, I don't know what the next episode's going to be. Uh, the next episode was going to be uh, my a Halloween tier list of all the movies yeah. on Halloween Day, and we see how well <laughs> that worked out. It didn't go out. It still might come out soon, but I kind of missed my window. We want to try Eternals. Yes, I do plan to go see Eternals, and I probably would like to see it on a Tuesday. I think I want to go, you know, lower the bar on that one and just hit the five dollar Tuesday. <laughs> I think that is the best play. But I do want to try to hit Eternals. Eternals is one that yeah, that I think is interesting. But I will say, I think it's the only movie. I think it's the lowest rated MCU movie on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised by that. I highly doubt most people even knew who the Internals were. Just like the Guardians. Yeah. Yeah, no one really knew who the Guardians was either. I will say the Eternals feels more of like a, a massive gamble movie than a, a Guardians did. But I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get into some anime chat. So like I said, Demon Slayer was on a break. So follow back up with that next week. Um, so where do we want to start then? Do you have a preference? Uh, I'll get through Yasuhime. Screw it. <laughs> okay, let's hit it. Yasuhime uh, episode 29. Yeah, Yasuhime. So... 
for context, the previous episode that I skipped last week introduced um, Kieran Maru's daughter, Rion. Okay. Okay, it introduced her. They did some funky stuff in a barrier and got to this episode where they fight through a barrier, Toa and Setsuna do, to get to Rion. Moraha's not affected because she has spirit energy, so she just walks straight through and just like, Hi, Rion. How are you? Nice to meet you. Can you help me get my friends out? She summons some black hole that literally drags Moraha in. <laughs> and, uh, but the one thing about it is it allows all the girls to meet all their parents. Ooh. So Moraha, while flying through the air, goes through the dimension that Inuyasha and Kagome are in, and she's just flying through the air and sees them, sees them, and they both see her, and they have a moment where they say something about Moraha seeing her. And then she flies out to the next realm. Um, Aww. Yeah, no. Aww. That's all she gets. Aww. That's <laughs> the moment we've waited for since, like, the beginning of season one, yes. and that's all we get. Yeah. Well, I've, you know, I, I would assume that's probably just setting up for something bigger later this season, perhaps. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. I mean, the one thing I do got to say about this season, it is actually staying consistent at this point. Um, Setsuna gets to meet Ren, finally. Okay. Gets to meet Ren in the Tree of Ages. Okay. Toa, for some reason, walks around in a grayscale version of uh, Japan. I forget which city they're in, where Kagome's from. Um it just walks around that until uh, Moraha shows up and is like, don't let the illusion fool you and shoots an arrow breaking it. <laughs> uh, then she meets Rin. Um, they go on about finding out how to uh, save their mother using Rin, not Rin's. Um, Setsuna's new Naginata, Yukatari something or another. Um, it's a new weapon. It's fancy. It's, yeah. it's flashy. That's all we need to know. <laughs> yeah. And find out that Rin has an age of 14 years, so she's still an 18-year-old child. Oh, God. Which reminds me, Rin had her kids at either 17 or 18 years old. Okay. Yep. Um. So, yeah, she's only four years older than her uh, daughters. Cool. <laughs> awkward, awkward meeting. <laughs> well, she's still stuck in the tree of ages, so they didn't get to talk to her. They just okay. looked at her. Oh, okay. Um. They find out all that stuff. They escape, meet Rion, uh, find out Rion hates her father, Karen Maru, and wants them to kill him. Um, find out she died because Karen Maru thought it was a good idea to take his daughter to battlefields so she could watch him fight and win. And naturally, she got killed in some form or fashion. But he couldn't lose his daughter, so he trapped her soul into uh, effigy and hid her away in a mountain. In a mountain? In a mountain. Okay. Yeah. That's where she rests till the girl showed up. Uh, they free her. She takes over the body of... She takes over the tool that's holding her soul because Setsuna cuts the string to it, destroying the dream butterfly connecting <coughs> Rion with Kiran Maru. She becomes a real girl and says she wants to join the girls. So it's now a four-person party of underage teenage girls trying to run around a feudal universe and find their parents. Any normal... Coming of age anime. Fair. <laughs> um, Toa gets a magical girl's item. It's a f- so the Yukon f- route they've been looking for. It's a weird hairpin thing Rion has that turns into a flute, which upon played turns into a sword. And it has the power to absorb and it disperse uh, infinite amounts of demon energy. Seems a little broken. It's a magical girl item. Seems a little broken. Yeah. Um, she one-shots the big bad that shows up at the end, which is some four-headed dragon, which 
gets one shot. Um, then Shishomaru shows up and she's like, are you going to save your mother? Yes, I'm going to save my mother. If you cut the demon butterfly, it'll allow you to dream again. She's like, okay, I'm going to save my mother. He cuts the butterfly. How do we save our mother? It's up to you. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So yeah, Shisomaru pieces. Um, as they're walking away, Riku shows up because he's been fighting off a bunch of lesser demons the entire time who are trying to come attack the girls. See as they freed Rion, it's like, Rion, uh, has been ages. Hey, Toa, I'm going to take Rion away because as she is now, she's going to get in y'all's way. So I'm going to nab her and bring her back. We'll meet you again and she'll be stronger, but I'm going to kidnap her at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and they peace out. And then Setsuna falls asleep since she hasn't slept in years. I would probably pass out in that case as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least at least this season's actually being consistent. You make me actually want to actually give it a chance. I mean, this season actually is staying consistent. Um, they just ended whatever story they were doing, so going to be curious to see where they go next. Because okay. it looked like, for some reason, the princess who made the fake battle back in like episode 18 is going to switch places with Setsuna for some reason to sneak out of the castle. Mm-hmm. So she the, kidnaps the uh, sleep Setsuna and dresses her up as her to sneak out. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It looked weird. Okay. Uh, where do we want to go here from here? You mean to talk about Sakugan, I guess? Sure. She's still a little shit. <laughs> yeah, but in different ways this time. <laughs> you know, last time was just her being like super rebellious, not listening to her dad and everything, but this time was just... Her being a massive cock blocker. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say start smoking cigarettes and graffitiing walls. No, no, no. Not not that. Um, all right, so the end, the end of last episode, which I don't think I actually addressed. I haven't gone back and re-listened to the show. But the end of last episode, once they got out of the area with all the what I thought was spiders, yeah. um, they're now approaching the area they were trying to go to, which is called Jolly Jolly. It's another... <laughs> yes, Jolly Jolly. Yo, the names across the board in this show are fucking weird. Because we get introduced to another character. I can't even remember her name. Uh, Zach Latou. I think it's Zach Latou. I think it's what it is. Cool. Yeah, dude, these names are wild. Like, like there was one character we were introduced to as well, which is, he is, uh, God, what was the, the, see, again, the names are wild. Whatever the name of the organization is in, the, the Bureau of something, I don't remember what. These names are fucking wild. He, I, he's just like, my name is so-and-so. I'm like, that's a fucking nightmare of a name. What is wrong with this show? Um, but anyway, so they... they when they get to Jolly Jolly, they basically get arrested because for what? For basically, they're they're criminals for how they have done X, Y, and Z in the labyrinths because of certain areas of the labyrinths that you are not supposed to go into, kind of like where they went and different things they are not they're not supposed to be doing that they did. Did the little girl yell at them? You get chased by a giant creature. Actually, no. They just kind of they kind of just got the dad was yelling. Gagampa was the one really just kind of yelling it up. And uh, you know, whenever it, it was funny because the guy was talking to you know, Gagampa when he was behind bars, and uh, he called him by Gagampa's like old school nickname. His, apparently, his name, nickname is Gale Force Gagampa. And uh, yeah, Gale Force Gagampa, man. And he got super excited. He's like, "Oh, you know my nickname?" And uh, he started saying something else, and then you know, you know, you know, mocking him, mocking, and then Gagampa's still taking it. It's like, "Oh yeah, cool." And then he, he stopped. He's like. Are you mocking me? And then the intro started. And then after that, he's just, you know, bringing him down the hall. He's like, I swear to God, my, my daughter better be fine, whatever. And she's like, oh, she's good. You know, and then he goes into, um, 
goes into a room and she's like getting blood drawn out of her and he's just like what the fuck why do you why are you messing with her virgin body and uh it's just like dude you've been down in the labyrinth you could have some bacteria that's all it is we just need to make sure that you're clean and you're good to go and uh she's just like she's like i'm a child and i'm embarrassed right now for you because you're acting like an idiot so after that they get kind of basically put on almost like probation in a sense like he lose he they take his pistol away they don't have the mech so they're basically just kind of living it up in jolly jolly right now which is you do get the first glimpse of Zaku too. She's, you know, kind of, you know, you see her off to the side listening in on them, you know, kind of like a, a foreshadowing of what's to come, whatever. But, you know, they're getting to try like all these different foods, like some really nice looking pizza, you know, you know, anime pizza always looks fucking awesome. Uh, so they have some good pizza, whatever she's, they're going through the brochure of like all the different cool things about, uh, you know, Jolly Jolly. And she starts to run. She, she, she leaves. She's out of the picture for at least a good few minutes of the episode because she's going to try all the food. Gotcha. She's like, you know, she's like, I'm tired of noodles. My palate deserves more. And, and, uh, you know, she's like, I want the cake. I want this. I want that. And as she runs away, Gumpa just kind of sits there and he just, he just yells out, that's how you get fat. <laughs> and just left it at that. <laughs> so at that moment, what does he decide to do with his red light time? district? Basically. Yes. Uh, he goes to a bar and tries to pick up chicks and get it, gets, get some tail. And he gets rejected 12 times. Yes. Because <laughs> he has the same line every single time. He's just like, do you know why God created men and women? And everyone just laughs at him and leaves. <laughs> and then incoming our new character, Zach Lutu, who just kind of goes with it. You know, she was very clearly watching them earlier. So there's some sort Is of. Is she a bird person? No. Oh. No. Sounds like a bird person name. No. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe her. Kind of, She looks kind of like. Uh, one of the chicks from Kill the Kill, the one in the white. I don't remember. I don't know her name, obviously. Okay. You know who I'm talking about, yeah. though. Yeah. It kind of looks like her in a way. I apologize for that offends anyone. Cause if I'm off the mark, that's just the first thing that pops in my head. So she comes up to the bar. He hits on her. She just kind of takes it and just kind of starts flirting with them back. They start telling all these stories and stuff. And, you know, and, you know, he's just like being mod. He's like, oh, know, you're flattering me. I know I'm not a great storyteller and all this bullshit, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then she's just like, you know, she's like, you know, I was looking for a, a hotel to stay in tonight. But, uh, you know, she kind of like touches his hand. She's like, oh, but, you know, I could just stay with you. And then he's just like, yes, please, let's do this. <laughs> and that's where my mumpa comes in. And she's just like, oh, so you leave your daughter just to come get some tail. And she's just like, and it was uh, Zaku was like, wait, daughter? And he's just like, you know, God was like, oh, go, Mbimba, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then, you know, Zaku Tu starts pointing out the flaws in his story at this point. She's like, I thought you were just a lone wolf that just went wherever the wind took you. And he's just like, wait, hold on, hold on. So, yeah, he gets full-blown cock block, but then... um you know, Zach Latou just kind of, you know, she sees some people behind and she just goes to leave, you know, and then, you know, Gagampa and uh, Mamimpa just kind of start arguing back and forth. And then a shootout happens in the bar. Yes. Because uh, she's apparently a wanted criminal dead or alive. Cool. Yeah. And uh, that was the people that were there to try to take her. And it, it was funny. Um they, you know, they got behind the bar. There's a shootout happening, whatever. Our bartender pulls out AK-47, yes. which I thought was hysterical. Yes, I appreciate you, the badass bartenders. Yes, as the shootout's kind of happening, he just comes... And it's like, is that an AK? <laughs> <laughs> this man go, going at, he's an older guy, too. Like, this guy's, like, in his 70s. And I'm like, shout out to you, bro. <laughs> um, so, uh, Gagumpa, you know, he kind of, like, you know, he throws uh, a can 
in a really badass way, knocks hit someone in the face with it. And you know, he tells Zakutu and uh, Mimimpa to get out of there. He still doesn't know Zakutu is a wanted criminal yet. So he's like there to kind of hold him off, whatever. And I really enjoyed this shot, the, the way they the way they did it. It was really funny. Whereas Mimimpa and Zakutu is running away, you know, Zakutu is just like, do you think he can handle them all? And Mimimpa's like, he may be an idiot, but he, he can come in clutch. And then there's a shot of like this really big one. Like think of like a, like a Toro from Jackie Chan sort of guy here. You see him like fall. You see his face just kind of hit the ground. It looks like it's got like beat up bruises and stuff. And then you see it kind of fade away and it's Kagumpa and they're pulling him away because he just got his ass kicked. So I did think that was kind of entertaining. And then he's basically getting tortured at that point because they assume that he's like the boyfriend of Zakla too, whatever. She comes to break him out later and basically says, hey, I'll get you out, but you got to pay me 1 million units. He ends up agreeing to it, and you just tell her later that I'm broke. I don't have that. You're on your own, deuces. Get out of my get out of my hair. To the labyrinth, basically. To the labyrinth, yeah. And uh, she, you know, the episode, you know, you know, Mimimpa comes in, saves the day uh, by using Zaklatu's uh, bike and just crashing into the battlefield. Uh, after that, they just kind of go their separate ways because that was the moment where she's just like, "All right, yeah, no, I want my money now. Let's let's give you know, give it whatever." Because you know, Gumpa's like kind of like saying goodbye, you know, holding his hand out as like a goodbye sort of thing, and she's just like, "No, no, 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 money! Give me the money right now!" And she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm broke. Sorry." She's like, "What? What the fuck? What do you mean you're broke?" It's like, "Do you really think I have one million credit units? What are you talking about?" Uh, then you know, she just goes her separate way. I'm assuming she'll definitely pop up uh, back up later. Uh, but it, I mean, it was a, it was an enjoyable episode just because I got a lot of laughs out of it, especially the cock block. Uh, Mimimpa's cock block was really funny uh, because at that you know again you know it, the the point out and flaws like I thought you were a lone wolf who just took you who went wherever the wind took you like that sort of shit. And then the shout out to the bartender at the AK-47 that was funny. <laughs> But I mean, it was like an enjoyable episode. Um, I, I still love how like there's almost like never a point where the music's like there's no music, and I really enjoy just the choice of tracks yeah. throughout this song, like especially like during climax points and stuff. I, it's it's different. It's very very different than what you would hear from a majority of series, and I really appreciate that about Sakugan. But yeah, again, that was last week's episode. I know by now when you're listening, this episode five would already been out. Again, that comes out on Thursdays. I work. It just didn't fit in the schedule today. It is what it is. Uh, where do we want to go from here, man? Yeah, I'll do Dragon Quest. Oh, okay. So, you want to get this out of the way. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, Hadlar has something called a black core inside of him. It's just a giant magical bomb, pretty much. Um, It's been inside him for a while now. King Vern can use his magic to trigger it and blow up the entire island, pretty much. Um, So, this is the episode where we actually get to see Baron and Hadlar actually beat the crap out of each other. Like, we actually get a good, like, two, three minutes of them just punching each other and breaking bones. <laughs> oh, so that's that's your kind of fight, though. <laughs> yeah, and I went, and this is why I went, why wasn't this last episode, damn it? <laughs> and uh, it starts out initially with showing the rest of Team Die and the Royal Knights fighting and them sort of just throwing hands. Uh, not really doing a whole lot, just throwing hands. Pop's not, Pop and the Queen aren't even throwing hands. They're literally just racing in the sky. <laughs> yeah, no, that's literally all they do. Um... Yeah, everyone else is fighting and whatnot. Then it goes to Barham and Hadlar and them fighting. And them having a final standoff and Varn just being, fine, Hadlar, have your final standoff. But even if you're lost, I'll make sure you kill Baron to go set off the barn bomb. Mm-hmm. And he goes to do it, and nothing happens, and he's just like, hmm, that's not right. And find out that Baron, with his fist inside Hadlar's chest, has used his draconic aura to block this 
magic signals from reaching the black core, stopping the explosion. And he pulls it out of Hadlar, which nice little tech strings hanging out of him, and Hadlar being super confused, like, what is that? Why is that inside me? And Barham revealing to him, King Vern put it in you. He always planned to kill you, regardless of what he promised you. And Barham's getting real pissy and everything. Um, oh, not Barham, Hadlar. Uh, getting pissy, and King Vern's just like, well, I guess I need to go on the battlefield now and wreck some heads. And one of his two guards, Mr. Vern's just like, let me do it. He disappears. Uh, he shows up in front of Hadlar and Barham, and he takes his true form, which it hints at may just be a clone of King Varn when he was younger. Okay. Yeah. Um, because he uses a magic, directly uses magic in close proximity to set off the Black Core, which can bypass Barham's draconic aura, and Barham goes... Only the person who created this should be able to trigger it. And he sort of hints at that. Mr. Vern may be a copy of King Vern because he has the magic to be able to set off the bomb created by King Vern. And then it proceeds to go for several minutes of Hadlar and Barn being in close proximity, looking at the bomb, looking at Mr. Vern, looking at the bomb, looking at Mr. Vern, doing nothing with it, just chilling. After they've gone through a whole explanation of this bomb will destroy the entire island, possibly a few areas on the shores away. And then we get a nice shot of the council people, Meryl, our seer girl, freaking out because all she sees is a white light engulfing everybody. And everyone being like, there's shaking going on. Something's happening in the lands of death. And it ends with a nice big boom. Mm -hmm. The land of death uh, blows up, shows everyone being consumed by the white light. And ends with King Vern and his two guys, Kill Vern and Mr. Vern, looking at like, and then looking out and saying, well, we freed our new ship, our castle. And going, there's a lot more rubble than there should be. The explosion should have been bigger. And we find out our heroes of Team Die have survived. In the nick of time, Crocodine buried everybody. <laughs> saving everyone's life from dying. And ending up on King Vern's new ship which is the size of a continent. It's also his castle. What sort of acid trip did you just explain to me? An episode of Dragon Quest. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. That that was just... You, there at the end, yeah, I just feel like it just, this whole thing just took a hard right. It yes. just got very fucking wild. Yes, it did. Okay. <laughs> I can see why you wanted to get it out of the way. Also, in the free in the next episode, it also reveals Dai's not dead. And he's going to go fight some people, too. So, yeah. So, I can probably go on and assume that was not your favorite episode of the week. <laughs> nah, the fighting bit was, but the rest of it also was just like, why are you guys chilling there? You have a bomb in your hands. Throw that shit. Throw Hadlar. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> what, what a life Dragon Quest is for you. Uh, well, you well, you want to do uh, Talk Up Destiny, episode five? Sure. Pretty solid episode. I mean, it was very solid. I enjoyed it and uh, the way it progressed and everything and just sort of showing off two more Muse Arts. Yeah, yeah, true. But I appreciate this episode because seeing as we now know this is a mobile game, Yeah, I, I appreciate the little touch where it's like, well, there's just free music arts who don't have a conductor. And if you want her, you got to force yourself on her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You have to make her bend your will, basically, is how that uh, Hell described it. Hell's a freak. Hell is, <laughs> hell is a fucking wild one, man. I don't know what to think about Hell. 
<laughs> I always want an accessory with that color. Will you give me your eyes? I refuse. Okay. I like you too. <laughs> that was fucking weird, man. I did enjoy the other uh, music card that we got introduced to. What was her name? Oh. Uh, Started with a, like, what, W? Yeah, it was uh, Wagner. No, Wagner was the uh, composer of her song. Uh, it was like Wolf something. Yeah, Wolf. Or, I can't remember the song now. I don't know. But I, I, I did enjoy her. And I also enjoyed the, like, I enjoyed seeing at the end of the episode the pure soft side that Hell was talking about. I thought that was yeah. comedic. And it makes me think, is she going to come back into play and maybe travel with our companions here? I would guess so. But yeah. Also, I appreciated um, Hell's weapon of her just being a deadly figure skater. Right. <laughs> I did think that was pretty cool. Um, I mean, overall, top to bottom, I did enjoy this episode because I, I, like, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying now that we're expanding out and getting introduced to more of the music. And I'm just assuming they're all, they're all chicks. I am assuming so as well. I've been wondering that everything has been a female so far. And I mean, if it's a mobile game, it makes sense because they're going to make more money off of waifu characters than male characters. True. Um, my one thing that I'm wanting to know will ever get explained is why is destiny? The only one who has a full costume change. That is very true, and I think it just goes back to her just being such a different muse arc, and I hope that does get explained. I hope it does too, because all I got right now is all the other music arts are trained in some school of right. submissiveness or something, and then Destiny's just a wild muse art. True. Still busting and breaking out of everything. The one thing I really liked was the animation whenever they were waiting for the railroad tracks to be fixed and all that horn of yeah, yeah. the D2s were coming, and just the how smooth the animation was from transformation to the wandas. Oh, I know, dude. It that was, was so clean. Smooth. That was so clean, dude. Uh, overall, at that moment, from that moment on, the animation just ramped. It is ramped up for this episode, and it was very clean across the board. And I got to say, man, I feel so bad for, uh, is it Honor or is, it, is that is it, on. on? I feel so bad for her having to deal with these two. <laughs> She's very aware they only care for themselves. I feel so bad for her, man. She has such the worst time. I freaking appreciate her freaking 20-second freaking tire change. I know, right? I thought the same thing. I'm just like, she's sitting there struggling to change a tire, and then all of a sudden when uh, Cosette goes off, and it's just like, boom, here she comes. Ch- tires change. She racks, she cranks that car back up, throws a tire on, and drives yes. to follow, be right behind her as soon as she finishes killing that D2. I was like, damn, girl. It's like, that was quick. I love the, I love that little moment at the beginning where uh, talk is like, kind of walking by and accidentally bumps into it and if you see like he has like the most like shocked expression of how he's standing like oh oh fuck my bad just the most un uncharacteristic expression for him i thought that was very comedic uh but overall very good episode i'm really enjoying where this series is kind of going with things and i'm looking forward to seeing how things are going to further progress especially with this new commander who seems like a total asshat he seems very practical and he only wants things that will help him succeed Everything else can go die. Basically. Uh, I'm wondering if that's going to... I feel like, you know, he's kind of being set up to be like one of our main antagonists. It's kind of the vibe I'm kind of getting. I mean, it's He puts off that vibe. I feel like that, but I also feel like he does things in his own way. Because I feel like he purposely pushed Val... Or Walfer away. um, In terms to push her towards... Talk. Talked. Mm -hmm. Because even Hell was just like, she needs a conductor. Go get her. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh man. Uh, what about 86 episode 16, uh, which I, before we get into this, I do want to shout out. I don't know if they fixed it, but Crunchyroll's title was wrong. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah. Uh, so the name of this episode is even so, uh, they don't have an O, it's an I, so it's even C <laughs> on Crunchyroll. At least it was, at least it has been for the past few days. I don't know if they fixed it, but I thought that was funny. Uh, but no, uh, episode 16 of 86. Honestly, this is this is probably my favorite episode of 86 to date. This episode from like beginning to end, I had goosebumps almost the entire time. This was such a great episode. Oh, it was an exceptional episode of just from getting to end of just Shen being wake up. Yes. Holding the command center at <laughs> yes. gunpoint and being get everyone up. Now, we got shit to do. <laughs> Everyone's shit talking. It's like, I swear to God, if that Reaper's wrong, he's going to get a gunshot in the back. Everyone's in the barracks and stuff, and they start seeing some come, and they just see everything, and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then just hell just comes rain down upon them. Uh, then there's that that nice moment of where you know, Shin's just like, yo, Commander, we're ready to go. She's like, how are you ready already? He's just like, ah, well, you know, we just are. <laughs> I was like, we'll talk about it later. I know you didn't give permission, but we're ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then then that's, you know, this is this was such a great episode for that because you just got to really see our group of five just do what they do best. And it was so cool and so clean across the board for all of them having their, like, they each had their own moment, you know what yeah. I mean? Which was super cool. Yeah, freaking all their specialties. I didn't realize freaking, um, I always forget her name, the purple-haired girl. Anju. Anju was the fucking explosives expert. Yep. Her and her goddamn missiles. Yep. <laughs> and that insanely long artillery barrel. Right. Like her and I had. And with this episode as well, you got to, uh, you got to see Shin kind of dip more into his, what's the right way to put it? His dark side? Is that how we want to put it? I guess dark urges. I don't know. Yeah, darker. I'm not sure. It was almost like. It was like a darker side where he just kind of stopped giving a shit about himself almost. And he was just fighting like unbelievably recklessly, like more than he normally does. Mm-hmm. Uh, which like you had like the shots of where I think like his ship got uh, his, uh, his uh, juggernaut kind of got, yeah. you know, kind of like got messed up a little bit. And you see some, you know, some of the shit come in, whatever. And he's still just like having the most sadistic smile on his face. Just having that different approach to him, and apparently, you know, when Frederica confronted him, whatever, it reminds him of uh, uh, what, what was the, what's what's her knight's name, uh, Kira. Yeah. Uh, basically, said that you're just like him. You're just like him. Um, then, then we get to go back to final. We get to go back to and see uh, uh, is it Captain now? Captain. Yeah. yeah Captain Cap- Waifu. I mean, Captain Waifu, no longer Major. Uh, we get to go back to the Republic and see that. And apparently, her uncle's going off to battle. And I appreciate seeing the Legion. Going and attacking all four kingdoms and going, oh, shit, everyone's getting messed up now. Yeah. And just that end moment with Lena where she connects next to all the processors. Dude, that was that was so great. That was fantastic. Like, when she attached that thing, I was like, what's that? And instead of all processors, like, god dang, that's going to fuck her mind up. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, introduced herself as the the, the bloody the bloody bo- rain, yeah, bloody rain or whatever, and then you know just you know going through it's just like you know you know we're gonna we're gonna fight or we're gonna die, you know just connecting to literally everyone, and then you see her squad with like Cyclops uh, being the lead and a couple the a couple others been like, yeah, that's our queen, let's go, uh, dude, I'm pumped for the next episode because this episode I'm not joking, basically from beginning to end I had goosebumps the entire time, it it, it was fantastic. Also, I don't know why you don't like the opening. I do like the opening. Oh. I didn't like season one opening. Gotcha. Yeah, season one opening, I absolutely just did not enjoy at all. Like, I listened to it twice. 
to see if I would like it. And then after that, I'd skip it every time. But I, I love this opening. This opening uh, for this season is super clean. I really enjoy this one. Animation and the song itself is really good. Um, let's go to Platinum Inn. Before we talk about episode five, which come out today, I did not get to watch it. Uh, I do want to address episode four. <laughs> Because I did watch episode four, and I know Zach called me out for being a piece of shit for laughing. I still laughed at that moment, and it's still the exact same laugh of when the moment happened. I laughed, and I was just like, oh, fuck. That was my exact reaction, so fuck you. I'm sorry. It's a nervous laugh. That's all it is. I don't. Well, you're going to have another one in this episode. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, what happened in this episode? Episode four was fantastic. I do want that to be known. Episode four was absolutely fantastic. How was five? He shoots her. What? He shoots her. With a white arrow? Yeah. The one that was... Chained, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, that escalated very quickly. <laughs> yeah. I guess that was his way of making him stop. <laughs> well, no, the Metropolitan has shot her. Oh, okay. That makes more sense now. Yeah. All right, continue. Yeah. His Nessa stops him from doing anything stupid because he doesn't have a plan. And then more just goes smack talks Metropolitan. Just going, worst case scenario, my partner kills you. <laughs> she just straight up goes up to him. It's just like, yeah. Nice does. Yeah, nice. So she just comes, she flies in, not near Mira, I'm assuming, of course, and just like comes up to Metropolitan, just like, hey, what's up? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> she just comes in, starts talking to him, and like, like, and whatnot. It's like, you'd make a bad God candidate. I don't care if I make mine a God candidate. All I care, I don't care about any of the other humans' deaths. I care about my God candidate. I just want to make them happy. I'm looking forward to watching this. And dude's just like, hmm, you've interrupted me, but you're my type, so it's, I'm okay with it. But my <laughs> angel's sexier. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Then everyone leaves the stadium after watching Metropolitan kill two people. Three people. Yes, three people. Um, Sort of in a depressed mood after watching a lynching, pretty much. Uh, right. The two of them go back to Saki's house only to be addressed by an old guy with a green halo because um, he's another angel candidate. Okay. And I already forgot his name, but he was a smart guy and he was dying of terminal cancer when his angel showed up who has a big-ass monocle um, and more or less goes, well, I used my red arrow to get money from my family. I don't want to be the god candidate. I'm going to die. Someone like me who's a thief doesn't deserve to be God and everything. So I hired, I want to meet all the God candidates to aid the one who I feel would make the best God. And so I hired a bunch of private eyes and I spotted you two and one other person. So want to be allies? So they make an alliance with this dude who his angel's a special angel. So he's got arrow and wings. Okay. Yeah, actually, no, she's a so first rank, right? Yeah, first rank, not special, because he only's got red arrow and wings. Okay. Special has white arrows. Yeah, because it explains how uh, his angel, the angel of knowledge, for some reason got demoted from special recently to first rank, and then the angel of greed, which is Metropolitan's angel, had recently went from unranked to special. Yeah. Didn't go further than that, but it's just like, yeah, some reason that angel went from unranked to special. No one really knows why. Ooh, spicy. Yeah. Um, then it goes into Metropolitan a bit more. Him and his school life, him and his buddies. How old is he? Do we know this at all? I don't think it's said, but he's in 
I guess high school. He might be a first year. It doesn't really say. All his buddy says is, hey, let's go watch Chicks. Let's go hit up the middle school this time. <laughs> so they go to the middle school and watch the archery girls practice. Just very obviously, they're just chilling at the window, staring at him, talking. <laughs> um, and Metropolitan asks his friend, if you could wish for anything, what would it be? And, and his friend go on talking and everything. And him more or less going, I'd wish to bring the dead back to life. And sort of reveals his motive. Something apparently bad happened to his sister and wants to bring her back to life. Oh. And uh, he finishes talking to his friend and goes, he buys some flowers, goes home. And we see... Han Solo style, his sister's body, cryo froze in a metal plate of some sort, handing her flowers, saying, happy birthday. So I, I'm assuming <coughs> with this episode and probably more to come, this is going to be the sort of antagonist where you actually kind of feel for the antagonist in a way. Oh, hell no. Oh, okay. I mean, I won't. No, okay. Fair enough. Uh, I, I know. In, I know when you start getting those kind of backstories, you kind of start to feel for him. Because I know it's how everyone said about like literally. He Han Soloed his sister. If you just want to bring her back alive, sure. But he Han Soloed her. She is literally cryo frozen. Well, maybe in his house as a decoration. Well, maybe it's just like the. Uh, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on his name, but the but the guy from Doctor Stone. They had to kill him and then freeze him so they could bring him back later. Could be the same thing. Same same sort of approach. Yeah, you know? no, I'm, I wasn't cool with that either. You wait. You weren't. No. Well, you didn't even watch that season, so you fuck off. I don't care. I got to see it in the manga. No, you didn't. Well, yeah, I did because they did it again later. Oh, they did do it again later. <laughs> they do it several times throughout the manga. Yeah, because they've realized the cheat code. <laughs> they realized the cheat code with life. They also found out how friggin' internal life works and nobody ages in years. That does irritate me with where these recent <laughs> chapters have gone. We'll go more to that later. Yeah, later. we will. <laughs> but... uh no, I mean, I will be kind of curious to see more on uh, this uh, character, this in, you know, this uh, Metropolitan's uh, backstory because I know he's not the only antagonist. I did, I did kind of tease myself for that. I, I didn't go much further, but I do know that he's not the only antagonist. So I'm kind of, mm, cool. I'm kind of curious what more we'll get to see out of his backstory. Oh, also, uh, Saki and um, Mira. Yeah, Mira's his new ally. He's apparently a fashion designer, so he's going to make him a bunch of costumes. Oh boy! Yeah, costume party. Yep. I guess that's how they get that outfit that he wears in the opening scenes and the opening oh, right. credits. Yeah, right. You know, speaking. This is really random. I just I thought I I find it very strange that they just, they felt the need to so so drastically change Mira's hair color from manga to anime. How is it different? Yeah, it's it's a it's a red. It's like a bright red in in the manga, and we have the blue. I just find that weird. That's just very strange to me. I don't know. You know, I, I we we've seen some slight differences throughout time because I mean, Yuji is a great example. There's a slight difference between anime and manga because in manga he technically has brown hair, not pink. Um, but uh, but in but this is like a drastic change. So it's like ah, oh, that's kind of weird. But I mean, whatever. Uh, what was your favorite episode of the week? Mine was eighty six, dude. This was literally probably the best eighty six episode to come out. Oh, TikTok up. I will say after I watched, I sent out like a reminder to a couple people. I'm like, don't forget, you need to watch this sooner or later. This is a good <laughs> show. None of them responded to me. Cool. <laughs> Diaz was one of them. I did send him a reminder, like, reminder. Watch this in your future. He didn't respond. I mean, so far out of our uh, Muse Arts, we have the Glutton. We have the Lolly with a Shotgun. We have the Sundari. And then we have the Freak. God, the Freak. I really like Titan, though. Titan's cool. 
<laughs> just freaking a lolly with a shotgun. Just runs around having a bit. Yay! Just having a great time, dude. <laughs> I like Titan. I'm, I'm looking forward to when they're going to get back on screen for us. Um, well, I suppose we can hop over to manga time. Chapters, chapters, sure, chapters. Sure, why not? Because uh, I think that it was everything for anime, right? Yeah. Cool. Shout out to the fact that World Heroes Mission is out and doing very well in sales over here. I have no idea when we'll see it. I saw that the uh, Blu-ray and DVD was coming out in Japan in February. So I'm like, oh, great. When's it coming out for us? July. So it may be a hot minute before we get to review that. but Or we may forget about it. And so, yeah. I probably will forget about it until it pops back up in the news where it's like, oh, it's coming out soon. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a thing, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Well, we can hop over to chapter ratings for this week. Uh, we do know that Red Hood is officially coming to a close. We do know that. Even though, even though it was very clear with the direction of what they, what they, how they've taken it, yeah. Which you're what, which which you were right. That that shit was really wild. And then we know Nero is coming to a close as well. So big rip to that one. And then there's apparently a third one coming to a close because we have three new series that is starting soon in the next three issues of Jump starting this week. Oh, nifty. So I'm curious what's going to be the other one to get axed. Is it I, honestly, even though it's still new. It actually could be P6. I don't think P6 is being received like at all, like at, over in Japan. So P6 could get cut pretty much very enough for one volume, and that's it. Sad rip, but yeah. I would say it's either that or Magu-chan. Magu-chan or High School Family. I'm still I'm High School st- Family's not gonna die. It's got the Kubo stamp of approval. I'm gonna keep pitching High School Family. The sales are so bad. The sales are so bad. Kubo approved of it, so it doesn't matter if it just sells one copy. It doesn't even. It doesn't even cross 10k with its sales. I mean, its sales are so bad. Uh, but I, I would say either P6, Magujan, or uh, High School Family will be will be the next one to get cut. I don't know. We'll see. I am looking forward to a couple of these new uh, series coming. I know one of them is from the creator of Hell's Paradise. Never checked out Hell's Paradise myself, but I do know the art looks really clean, and I'm looking forward to seeing what this new series is going to have with it. Uh, there well, were, I think that one actually just came out because I saw on the... It's getting anime. I know that. Oh, is it? Well, I know on the uh, Manga Plus app, they just released a new series amongst the monthly stuff, mm-hmm. which is apparently about two guys trying to be the best comedy duo. Yeah, we we talked about that one a while ago. Who is the creator for that? Um, I can't remember, man. Uh, but yeah, that that is uh, from the creator of uh, some other series, but I don't remember what though. Uh, anyway, we'll go ahead and do our ratings now. Um, I'll kick things off. It is done by Akinara Asakura and Takashi Obata. That's Takashi just, Obata. That's just Death Note, right? Uh, sure. I think one of them is the, the one of the Death Note creators. Mm, yeah, you could be right. I don't remember. Okay. All right. Well, uh, manga, manga time, manga time. Uh, I'll kick things off with uh, One Piece uh, 1030. Uh, I'd probably give this one a seven. It's not bad. Um, what about My Hero 331? How you feeling on this one? I give this one probably a nine for me. I thought this one was really cool because you get to see more on how Star's powers works and stuff, which was nice. Needed needed that. Uh, I'll give it a seven. Uh, Black Clover, uh, Black Clover three eleven. Um, apparently there's another demon person. Yep. After all this build up, um, six. 
I'll give it a seven because man, um, the art is the art is fantastic. The art is so good. That shot of the demon with the mouth and that dude's forehead, whatever. That was that was such a great shot. So I'll give it at least a seven. <sighs> Doctor Stone, two sixteen. Um, sure. God, this series, man, <laughs> it's gone off the rails. I uh, give it a four. Because um, I mean, I'm just not feeling this series anymore. Yeah, I, it's it's tough for me too, man. Uh, th- th- lately, it's been very very tough. Because I, I just feel like, I mean, I know they're going to finishing up the series, but I feel like there's no actual buildup to film fulfillment of accomplishment. Even the whole thing that they've been failing at for years and finally completing, I've still didn't really feel there was a lot of accomplishment. Yeah. That's been my beef for the longest time is they'll just whip up a TV in one panel. It's just like, that's so stupid, man. Uh, I don't know. I'll probably give it a, a four with you. I'm just not feeling Dr. Stone anymore. I mean, there, there is some appeal to it in a couple of ways, but man, just it's just so fast paced now. We're just like, yeah, we just want to get done with this shit. Uh, what about JJK 164? Did JJK 164 come out? I don't think it did. Because I'm drawing a blank. What, what, what 164 was? I don't think it came out. I think that was my fault. Uh, I was going to say, let me double check, but I don't remember JJK this week. Well, Mission Yozakura Family 104. I would give that one probably an 8. Very good chapter there. Yeah, no JJK. All right, my fault. Uh, Undead Unluck, a.k.a. Beyblade 2.0. What? <laughs> yeah, they're basically playing Beyblade to save the world. I'm not joking. Like actual Beyblades or people as Beyblades? People as Beyblades. Cool. <laughs> I, I, love, I love how much Andy doesn't give a fuck. Because, you know, at one moment, you know, Billy uh, is holding Andy's head. Because, you know, he's undead, so he's decapitated at this exact moment. And um, our antagonist for this spring, you know, turns Andy into the 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 top that he's going to use. So when he starts, like, you see Andy getting pulled away, whatever, and Andy's just still smiling. He's just like, whoa. And then next panel, he turns into, uh, you know, the top, and Andy's just like, Oh, this is new. Sick. Andy doesn't give a fuck. He's just there to have a good time. And even the last shot, the final shot of the of the uh, chapter, Andy's is. Keep in mind, he's technically going against Fuko, right? He's still just smiling away, just having the best time playing, being a top in this, playing Beyblade to save the world. Alrighty. Uh, I'd give it an eight, man. I get some good laughs out of it. What about Mashal chapter eighty four? I don't think there was a Mashal chapter either. Was there not? I don't Again, think. that was my fault. I just made the scripts today, so that's my fault. If so. Sakamoto Day is 45, though. Shoot, that was super unexpected. Right? Right? <laughs> Whenever that happened, the freaking <laughs> knife came out. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, same here, dude. <laughs> same here. And yeah, you're right. I don't think there was a national chapter. Oh, well. Uh, but yeah, Sakamoto, man. Sakamoto 45 was was pretty solid. I enjoyed it. I gave it a 9. I also enjoyed uh, Paisuke. It's going, Grandma always says if I can't find it, it's probably right underneath my feet. Oh, she was right. Breaks glass and literally ricochets a bullet off the falling broken glass. <laughs> I'm just like, sure. I give it an eight. Uh, which watch 36? Uh, six. Was this the one with the uh, emotions? Yes. Okay. Where it was little Moy on top of his head. Okay. Because I read this in the chapter before back to back. Chapter before is the one with like the, uh, the people in the different art style. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, uh, man, I, I've I've already stopped giving a shit about Witch Watch again. I just don't give a fuck about this series. I mean, 
when it decides it needs to do something serious, it's pretty decent. Whenever they're just doing one shots, I'm sort of just like. Yeah. I give it a six, and I may not read it for a few weeks. So <laughs> I'm gonna you, give it a six. If you don't want to read it, I, I don't. I don't care. Just let me know. Uh, Elusive Samurai, uh, chapter thirty-eight. Uh, I'll give it an eight. I give it an eight as well. Uh, Blue Box, chapter twenty-seven. I give it an eight. I give this one a nine. Actually, I really enjoyed this one. Red Hood, chapter seventeen. Friggin', we went meta hard on this. I want to give it a really high rating because I really, really respect the fuck it mentality. I really do. The author went off the demon. Was like, I'm getting canceled. All right, we're gonna get meta as shit. You know, I'm gonna give Red Hood a nine. I don't care. I'll, I'll go ahead and give Red Hood chapter seventeen a nine because I legitimately, really respect the table flip, fuck it mentality, and just really like what Zach's saying, going off the deep end with this. I mean, I give it an eight just because. I mean, if this was a story from the start, I think it would have been very... I could think this would have succeeded. Yeah. This shit's fucking wild, man. Uh, what about Nero 16? I'm glad that it's ending just because I was actually about to drop it. I, I don't give a shit about Nero. Uh, I'll give the chapter six. Uh, I'll give it a six. Uh, what about P6 chapter seven? Another one that I'm going to be honest, I'm probably not going to read anymore. I, I just I have no connection to this this series. Um, I'd give it a six. I give this one probably a five. I literally just have zero connection. So chapter eight, I'm probably not going to read. If you want to read it, let me know. If you don't, let me know, and I'll take it off the script. But cool. that's one that I'm dropping. I just literally have no. I don't care. I really don't. Spy Family fifty five though. Good stuff. It was solid. Yeah, good stuff. I'd give this one probably uh, probably an eight, maybe I'd, a nine. I'd give it a nine. Uh, Kaiju was on a break. Dan Dan was on a break as well. Uh, so Fire Force two eighty nine. Give this one an eight, pretty solid. Uh, Tokyo Avengers two twenty nine. I'll give it seven. I'll give this one an eight. This, I, I enjoyed this one quite a bit. Uh, Eden zero one sixty five. I didn't get to read it. Never updated for me on Crunchyroll manga, um, but you got to read it from another site. What, what would you rate this one? I fucking hurt, man. Oh no. <laughs> uh, oh no. I'd give it a nine. Oh no. <laughs> Did it update? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'm just going to see if it updated. Give me one sec. <laughs> you, you, don't, you, don't get that, you don't get that sort of response out of Zach very often. It still didn't update for me. So I guess I'm going to have to look that one up online. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, so to, uh, To Your Eternity uh, and Seven Deadly Sins, Four Nights Apocalypse, neither of them we read. I, oh, you you tried to look up to your intern, didn't update. So I'm assuming that was on a break. And again, Crunchyroll Manga did not update at all for this week. So those two I didn't get to read. Uh, Ranger Reject Chapter 27. I'd give this one an eight. I'd give this one an eight. Um, Soul Leveling 172. Shit's getting wild. Friggin' Andre. <laughs> oh, yeah. Punch. I got this. Why are they here? <laughs> I'll give it an eight. I'll give it an eight as well. Weak Hero 162. Um, I'll give it a seven. Seven. Uh, and then LC apparently had five chapters drop. Yeah. All right. Well, what do we got? It went got? from 136 to 141. Okay. Good to know. Um, overall, because it was all pretty much just the same story finishing up, uh, more or less what's been going on. I give it overall a nine because more or less what's going, going on. Jai Wu's been injured to the point where he can't use his powers and it's more or less just been everyone trying to figure out who did it and trying to help him mm-hmm. and heal him. And Caden reached out to a super strong dude to heal him. And Jaiwu being refusing because he doesn't want Caden to 
pay for give something important to heal him. And Cain going, damn it, son, child. <laughs> and the guy just, I'm going to respect it. But he just doesn't want you to pay me with this. So if you pay me with this skill of you turning into a cat, and Caden being super confused, like, why do you want this skill to be a cat? Because <laughs> the dude thinks Caden's just flexing on him that he can turn into an animal. <laughs> Having no clue that Caden expected him to roast him because he had to be stuck in an animal form. Mm. The dude thinks Caden's just flexing on him because he discovered a new way to use awakened powers. So nine across the board. Yeah. What was your favorite read for the week? Um, I'm going to give it to LC just because of the bulk chapters. <laughs> Probably My Hero Academia for me uh, because I really enjoyed uh, seeing the personality out of Star and also her powers. So, you know, it got, you know, I thought those were actually pretty sweet. But I will give a runner-up to Red Hood because I really do like the fuck it mentality. It gives me a laugh. I mean, for just one chapter, I would give it to Sakamoto. Fair. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for the week. Um, unless we got anything else uh, that we need to talk about. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. No, Are we forgetting anything? No, not that I can think of. Okay. I don't think so either. Uh, any last thoughts then before we get out of here? Um, do you need a figure of uh, Utah from JJK? Are they releasing one? Well, there's a pre-order one for now. That actually looks pretty decent. There's also an expensive ass statue of something, which I can't remember now. It's like $120. Did you get to see the uh, the movie trailer? I didn't watch it yet. No, I haven't watched it either. Movie trailer came out. Uh, apparently, it looks phenomenal as I figured it would. Um, but that's uh, pretty cool. They got a statue coming or a figure coming. How big is it? I can't remember. I just was glancing through a list and just having to see it and go, oh, look at that. Carry on. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I understand that. All right. Well, I guess we're gonna get out of here then. Zach, any last thoughts? Uh, if you like the episode, uh, like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you are watching on YouTube and you at least like hearing us talk about this for whatever time frame we do, you can hit that subscribe button. And if you really want to know, you can hit the bell and we'll notify you anytime a video goes up on the channel. If you want to also know about any of our other videos and podcasts that we do that's youtube.com slash sparky3 thank you zach appreciate you as always um do everything that he said and more and we definitely appreciate that and definitely make sure to go check out the other shows like lighthearted gamers where we've got multiple specials coming out uh here to finish off the year with like the black friday special the 2022 gaming outlook and of course the game awards watch along extravaganza that's going to take place on december 9th looking forward to that that will be live streamed at youtube.com forward slash sparky3 uh until next time guys hopefully you have an absolutely phenomenal day comment down below uh your thoughts on all of these amazing episodes of anime especially 86 please go watch 86 i'd appreciate that uh until next time guys have a good one see you bye